Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Sacred Garden. I'm your host Candice Olive and it is my absolute pleasure and privilege to welcome you back to this space of spiritual expansion and holistic self-development. Today we're going to look at spiritual lessons. We're going to understand what a spiritual lesson is. We're going to look at how we can identify them in our lives. Where do they come from? Uh, How do we navigate them with ease? And what do they mean for our soul's experience on this earthly plane? Now, when we look at what a spiritual lesson is, I put it down to it being an event, an experience, or a relationship that is meant to assist us in evolving and moving through our current existence on this earth. A really key factor to this is to remember that we are souls, complete beings of light and consciousness that are here on this earth taking a physical human form to experience this time and this place individually and collectively. And that our soul can take many different forms in many different lifetimes and experience different facets of ourselves, our consciousness, and of what it means to be a spiritual being. There are many things that we can look at and decipher as a spiritual lesson. And it really depends on what perspective we look at them from and how they relate to us, because there is a lot going on in this world. And I look at modern living and I think about how much is just being presented to us. It's like information overload. And we've really had to learn how to navigate through copious amounts of information that is constantly flooding our feed of life, not just in social media, but it's also when you go to the shop or when you're around people, there's just constant things being thrown at you. And we've really had to learn how to not just put up spiritual protection and boundaries so that we can keep ourselves safe and healthy and nourished and we're not getting overwhelmed, but also how to sort of work through that information so we can know what's relevant to us. We need to do this also when we look at spiritual lessons because I found myself doing this for quite a while. I would look at things that happened to my life and I would think every single thing was a spiritual lesson and it became a bit overwhelming for me because I constantly saw things as a challenge. Now what I try and do is I try and look at how things are or experiences are teaching me and allowing me to grow and this is a big part of identifying spiritual lessons in your life. It is about taking a higher perspective on the things that you experience and looking at them from a point of view of what is this experience or what is this relationship trying to teach me from a higher perspective? What is it trying to show me about growing and evolving or about other people, about myself, about the world? And then once I've integrated that lesson, What is it now allowing me to do? Is it allowing me to have better boundaries? It is allowing me to speak up and speak in a different way. Is it allowing me to see the world from a different perspective so that I can move through, I can problem solve, and I can do things differently? I think this is really the crux of the purpose of spiritual lessons is our conscious evolution. And It's important to remember that 
as much as we are humans and a soul, our soul is a lot more expansive than our human form. The things that we can conceptualize, sometimes in our human mind, we're like, no, 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 that doesn't make sense. But if you look at it from a spiritual perspective, you're like, okay, wait, that could make sense. Because there's so many more layers to this than what we could ever know. So let's break down those layers because I don't want to get too complicated here <laughs> and lose you. Um, so we look, the next thing I want to really look at is where do spiritual lessons come from? Because as the title of this episode says, they are more than a coincidence. There are four main areas I'd really like to look at. Uh, the first one is your life's purpose. We're going to look at your life's mission, soul contracts that you've made, and karmic lessons. When we look at your life's purpose, we're really looking at what did you come here to experience? What is the driving force behind why you're here on this earth? What gets you up in the morning? What gives you meaning? What keeps you motivated? Your life's purpose might be to experience love in all its forms. And so that could manifest through relationships, romantic relationships. That could manifest through your love for nature and what that does to help you to experience this heart opening and connecting with different earthly conscious forms of life. You might experience love through your career and what you do for work and how that helps you to put your passions and to be of service and to be of value to the collective. There's many different ways in which your life purpose can manifest, but it gives you an overarching idea of why you are here. It is the sort of signpost of your life that you look back to and that sort of flows freely through you. When you then allow that to manifest into your life mission, we look at what is it that I'm here to do? So very much your life mission will take a lot of energy and power and um, zest from your life's purpose. Your life's mission could be to be a teacher, for example, and to help children to consciously evolve into their full form of being an adult as they move through their journey in life as conscious souls. It could be to be a chef and to give people a plethora of different ways to be nourished and experience the beauty of the food ingredients that the earth gives to us. It could be to be a performer and to bring people joy through your art as you allow yourself to connect with your divine creativity. There are many different ways that this can manifest and it's not always to do with your career. Sometimes people believe that your career and your life mission are one in the same, but they can be very different because for some people, they could see their career as the thing that they do to make money, to put the bills on the table, whereas their life mission is about what are they contributing to society and they may not be one in the same. So it definitely depends on how you look at your life. Um, and what you see as the most important way that you are in motion, in flow, and how you are being of service. Because at the end of the day, quite funnily enough, that is 
one of the things that makes our souls most happy, how we are of service to each other, which I think is such a beautiful thing on the most basic level because it just speaks to how connected we are and how at the end of the day, when we remove ourselves from emotions and experiences and the narratives that we have in our lives, we are just such beautiful consciousness. Now, the final two things that I really want to talk about are soul contracts and karmic lessons. When we look at soul contracts, we are talking about the contracts and agreements that our soul has made prior to coming to earth that it consciously knows are going to allow it to experience its, its life purpose, engage with its life mission, and evolve on this earthly plane. We make soul contracts pre-birth with souls that we are meant to incarnate with. This can be on a collective level. This could be in your community. It could be in your family, uh, romantic relationships, friendships, people you work with, people you meet coincidentally. But is it really a coincidence? This is what we need to ask ourselves because these souls are people who have agreed to help us to really grow through life and to be challenged so that we can grow. And we have also made these agreements with other people. A really interesting way you can look at this manifesting in your life is look at people who really annoy you. And maybe there's one thing that that person does that really, really, really annoys you. And then I want you to think about what does this say about me? Because at the end of the day, you've got to remember we are all mirrors for each other. What we see and how we perceive other people oftentimes says a lot about what we see and what we perceive of ourselves. When we look at soul contracts, you can also relate this to uh, the concept of soulmates. So people who are vibrationally a match for your soul's consciousness. And these are people you get on with really well. They might be your best friends. They might be um, people in your football team. They might be people you work with. These are people who you feel so comfortable with, who you can be your complete self with, who help you to be a better version of yourself and hold that space for you. Um, it's almost like this family unit that's been chosen to you. And it's not always about blood. It's not always about the people who you share DNA with. It's often about people that you choose to become a part of your family unit and who support you through your lifetime. The most important thing about soul contracts is in the way that they help us to close out old cycles, to clear up any old spiritual lessons that maybe we had incurred from previous lifetimes and to help us to flow better through our experience here on earth. And they actually help you to almost go through a glow up in your own way, a spiritual glow up in where you learn to become a different version of yourself that speaks more to who you are, that moves past maybe any childhood conditioning that you have or any sort of narratives that you have adopted from the society in which you live. It allows you to move past that and become who you truly want to be, whether that's in your career, whether that's in relationships. It's about reclaiming your power 
It's not about what other people think. It's about who you are and who you want to be. The last concept of spiritual lessons we're going to look at is karmic lessons. Now, this one's really interesting because I know that a lot of times when we look at karma, we look at good karma and we look at bad karma. And of course, those two concepts definitely exist. But the way we look at it, I believe, needs to change because the thing about karma is that it is not here to punish us. Bad things do not happen to us because we deserve it. Karma is all about balance. At the end of the day, our souls know nothing but complete and total balance. When they are formless, they know nothing else. Divine love, truth, honesty, integrity, complete balance. This is who we truly are. What happens is we might live a life where we tip the scales too far in one area of our life. One example might be, let's say we are a king and we have all this wealth, but we don't want to share it with anyone else because we believe that our worth is about the power we hold in this monetary form. And so we might make an agreement, therefore, in this lifetime that uh, a part of our karmic lessons is to learn what it means to see abundance in a different way, learn what it means to move through life lessons of greed. What does it mean to be greedy? What does it mean to not have everything and to see wealth through a different lens, understanding that wealth is about abundance, about this flow of nourishment. It's not just about money. Money can only get you to have specific experiences or it allows you to buy certain things, but it is not the thing that makes you happy. It is a vehicle for your happiness. And so you might have certain things that come into your life that teach you that. Maybe you have to learn a lesson about not having all the money that you think that you need in order to live a fulfilling life through seeing that abundance comes in many different forms and that the universe is always helping you to be nourished and and to have everything you need in order to live a fulfilling life. But through your karmic lessons, you have incurred from a previous lifetime, you've had to deal with a lot of issues of scarcity and this feeling that you never have enough. So what will happen in this lifetime is certain events will happen to show you that you have every single thing that you need. I have learned this a lot in my life in the fact that I've traveled a lot and I've lived in different countries and I've constantly gone through this process of having to let go of things that I own because it's not going to fit in my suitcase. At the end of the day, I've got to get it down to that 23 kilos and not everything's going to make the cut. And so I've had to restructure my whole idea of what brings me meaning in life. Before it was, I bought this expensive jacket or I bought these expensive shoes. And there's nothing wrong with that. You do you. If it makes you feel good and you can afford it and it brings you happiness in life, go for it. But I really had to learn that wherever I'm going, I will have what I need. I don't need to hold on to these things because the universe is going to make sure I am provided for wherever I go. And I won't always have to buy these things. Maybe someone will give it to me. Maybe I'll win it. Maybe it will be a free gift when I buy something else. These are all forms of abundance. And these are ways in which 
you can learn to move through if you have a karmic lesson around scarcity you can learn to understand that you don't need to hold on to things you have everything that you need within you and everything you do need will be provided for so how do these four concepts relate to each other now we think about our life purpose which is what we're here to experience our life mission initiates our life purpose what we're here to do how that affects then our karmic lessons, what we are here to learn and to balance, and also our soul contracts, how we are here to experience through others. When you put these four concepts together, you begin to create this framework to understand the more minute things that you experience in your everyday life. Maybe you lost your keys and the bigger things that happen to your life, maybe you left your job and how that really impacts your soul's journey on this plane. So the final thing I sort of want to talk about is navigating these with ease, because it's one thing to identify the spiritual lessons you experience in your life, but it's another thing to think about, how can I make this easier for myself? Because of course we go through challenges in life and we want to evolve and grow, but we don't want to overwhelm ourselves. We don't want to experience a challenge to a point where we can't move forward in life and we can't do the things that we want to do. One really big thing to anchor into when moving through and navigating spiritual lessons is self-awareness. And this is something we talked about in the last episode. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I would definitely recommend and encourage it. Uh, just to help put it into a bit more perspective and understand what it means because it's such an integral part of learning to navigate these lessons and helping you to have a better framework for understanding how they are experienced within your life. The biggest thing about self-awareness and spiritual lessons is to recognize that you are at the center of your spiritual lessons but you are not completely in control of everything that happens to you. And so it's learning to almost create this spiritual boundary around yourself so that when things do happen, they don't drag you all the way down. They don't make you hit rock bottom before you understand them. You're able to take a step back and reflect on things that happen and go, hang on a second, this is not here to make my life an inconvenience. This is here to help me to grow. One massive example of this that I'm experiencing right now is uh, setting up this podcast. I've been having so many issues with the audio and the way my voice sounds and the reverberation. And what I've learned is that I have a massive issue with perfectionism and it's something I've known for a long time, but it's something that's really starting to take root and expand within me now. Now, if I wasn't self-aware, I would be get so frustrated and I'd be like, nothing's working for me and how do I do this and it's not going to work out. And I would succumb to this sort of anger and frustration, which would stop me from doing this, which is something I really enjoyed. But taking that moment and stepping back and going, okay, I get it. It's not working right now. Maybe I can put this aside and come back to it later or looking at it as why am I getting so frustrated? It's not working. There's only so much I can do about that. Maybe I need to look at this from a different perspective, or maybe I just need to realize that 
I don't need to be so perfect about it that it's going to come out in the form that it needs to come out and it's going to relate to people. It's going to resonate to people. And in the end, it's all going to work out. And also, what am I learning as well? What am I learning from this, my audio not working or my microphone not working? I'm learning how to look at the settings differently. I'm learning how to troubleshoot. I'm learning how to make this a better experience for myself and for others so that when I go to do my next episodes and I move through and keep learning through these episodes, I am also growing in myself and in my spiritual toolkit and my toolkit for the way that I live my life, which means it's so important, I think, to have this openness to looking at different perspectives and not just a higher perspective of what you see, but also perspectives beyond your own. It's so important that you realize that we are not alone in this world. There are so many different souls that we are connected to and other people can see things in ways that you never could because of their life experience, their life purpose, their soul mission. So it's so important to seek out perspectives that are different to yours and to gather opinions of other people because you just never know what you can learn. I personally have learned this through traveling and meeting people from different countries and just talking to them about like what they're doing in their lives. Right now we're still working through and moving through the pandemic. So it's been reflecting on what's going on in different countries and how their perspective has influenced their ability to travel. And I remember I I met one person who was living in a country where there was a lot of restrictions and they were just talking to me about their frustrations and how it wasn't allowing them to do what they wanted to do, but it was also giving them the ability to really take a step back and rest because they were working so much in their job. And I spoke to another person whose country had virtually no restrictions and what that experience was like for them to be moving through a time that can be so frustrating, but for them not to have to deal with the frustration on the level of the other person. And this was really important for me because when I looked at my own frustrations of what I'm experiencing, where I am and in the country I am, I began to understand that this is doing something for me on a soul level. This has given me an experience that I might not have had before. And as frustrating as it can be, or as freeing as it can be, I need to anchor into this because we are being given the opportunity to evolve in so many more ways than we could ever know. And we are being prepared for a life that is going to be so much more fulfilling for ourselves. So we need to take these moments and step back and really listen to each other I think community dialogue is so important in helping us to grow and evolve because we are constantly our own teachers and teachers for others. It's so crazy to think in you being who you are, you not only are able to live your life in a really conscious and beautiful way, but you also give other people the vehicle to do it as well because we forget how much we are influenced and impacted by each other. And so as you grow, learn and raise your vibration, you also 
unconsciously force the people around you to do that as well. Because all of a sudden you're you're saying, okay, no, I'm not going to allow that to happen. Or, okay, yes, I'm going to allow this to happen in our relationship. And so then this dynamic changes and the way that that person reacts or interacts with you changes as well. It could mean that some people are no longer in your life and they need to go on their own journey in a different direction where your souls are no longer connected. And it means that new people are coming into your life that are going to work with your current vibration and help you to expand and grow through where you currently are in your existence. These are things I think sometimes we don't really conceptualize because relationships and the connections we have with people or situations can be really complex and frustrating, but they can also be really beautiful vehicles for our expansion as well. We have to remember that the divine has a plan. The universe has a plan for all of us. It is to allow us to live beautifully fulfilling lives and to consciously expand and to experience love in all its forms. And at the end of the day, we really need to trust in that plan and know that when things aren't working out for us, there is things happening behind the scenes for us to allow us to live in a better way. Maybe uh, you go to a restaurant, a pizza restaurant, and they forget to put your order in and you've waited like 40 minutes and your food hasn't come and you're frustrated and you're like, where is my food? It should be here. And then as a result of that, the server says, I'm so sorry. I'm really sorry. I made a human error. I'm going to give you that food for free tonight. And although you went through that frustrating moment, what have you now received because of it? Because of that lapse, that patience that you had to cultivate almost. You've been able to get free food. (laughs) Who doesn't want free food? But I think when you look at it, if you look at that from a higher perspective as well, you see, hang on a second, if I am patient and I flow with the divine, I will get everything that I need and everything that I need will come to me. I am personally learning this a lot right now with the fact that where I am, I haven't been able to travel as much as I wanted to. And I love to travel. It is one of my favorite things. It allows me to expand so much as a person and keep growing through meeting new people and experiencing new foods and connecting with nature, which honestly gives my soul so much peace and harmony. And because of the travel restrictions, I haven't really been able to do that as much. And it honestly was one of the most challenging things. It brought me down to a really, really low place because I had moved here to do that. I had moved here to travel and I'd moved here to work and throw myself into new experiences. And all of a sudden I had to reframe what that meant my specific vehicle for how I was going to travel had to change. And I had to think about, okay, how can I travel? Maybe not physically. How can I connect with the places that I want to go in a different way until I can go and travel? And I think what was so amazing for me was I learned that I don't need to be so in motion. I don't need to be moving all the time. 
I had to learn to slow down for a second. I'm a person who has a lot of fire. And so I'm always wanting to do things, but then I have a lot of water. And so sometimes I just want to lay in a ball and watch TV (laughs) and cry at romantic movies. But it was just so important. And this time has been so important for me to realize that I can work in a very beautiful relationship with the divine and with the universe to cultivate this beautiful experience of living on this earthly plane and have everything I need and everything I want. I just have to be patient. I know that sometimes it can be really challenging to look at things in the scheme of things and in our life's journey and navigate and understand these spiritual lessons. One really great resource that helped me was I got a numerological reading from a practitioner by the name of Christine Delory. Um, and she was so amazing, the amount of detail she put into my reading. So what numerology is, uh, generally speaking, it is a system of numbers and it looks at the system of numbers Uh, and the specific vibrations in which they hold and how they therefore relate to who we are um, by looking at those specific numbers and their connection to our names and our birth dates. And when I got this reading, she really um, broke down for me why I'm here, uh, the sorts of experiences I'm here to experience, my life's mission, my karma, and also the relationships I have with my family and my family's karma, the relationship I have with the collective and collective karma. And this was so important for me because it wasn't just all these pieces of information that I had to try and figure out. She sort of really gave me a very, very extensive overview of what my life is and the meaning behind my life. It has been something that I constantly go back to because it doesn't just talk about my personality. It talks about what is going to challenge me. And when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I can look back at that and go, hang on a second. Everything I'm going through right here, it has a meaning and it has a purpose. And so I think it's really important for us to have these things we can go back to. I definitely recommend uh, getting a numerology reading. You can do basic ones online. There's a lot of different uh, websites that allow you to do that just to give you an idea of the unseen things sometimes that you don't realize about yourself and about what's happening in your life that contribute to the whole. Spiritual lessons, therefore, are really important in helping us to reach this state of enlightenment. And I'm not just talking about the way in which we connect to our consciousness. I'm talking about being able to live a fulfilling life. And when you anchor into and connect with your spiritual essence, it changes the way in which you experience life. It allows you to experience life in a different way. And to really come back to who you are beyond all the ideas that you have about your limitations and about the things that challenge you and to move beyond them so that you are your most highest embodiment of your soul's expression. I'm going to leave you with this last little thought that I'd written down just before I recorded this. And it is just to remember that we are a part of a collective of souls who are here experiencing life together and that all that happens is interconnected beyond 
sometimes what we can see or understand or feel. That the universe is always working with us to ensure we are evolving consciously and that we are always, always provided for. So I leave you with love and all the blessings in the world. Thank you for taking a moment to connect with the Sacred Garden. I hope this place has provided you with all the divine nourishment that you currently need. I look forward to meeting you here next time. Many blessings and infinite love.